Hello, 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 friends. I am so excited to bring you this episode of Ask the Coach on the Sweet Disaster podcast today. I am not going to lie. I fangirled just a hair when I got her, when I got our next guest to kind of come on and talk with us. Um, I have been following this person on Instagram for a long time. So, um, Hannah, I'm so excited to have you here. It means the world. Um, I have been fangirling just a little bit because I follow you on Instagram. I follow um, all the fun that you have as a running mom. And you just, you know how to put mom life into true words and perspectives because, man, some days it's awesome and other days you are ready to just take a run and maybe not come home. Um, but I just love how you bring health to the forefront, its importance of mom and how important it is to take care of her and you and life can be crazy. Um, but you are raw and real and I love it. Um, so can you introduce yourself to the audience who doesn't know you yet? Um, if you don't mind. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was like such a flattering introduction. Um, definitely had one of those mornings today where I just wanted to run and not come back, to be honest. <laughs> but I am Hannah. I am a mom of three. So they range from one to seven years old. And I have been documenting my running and mom journey since after having our first and being second or pregnant with our second. So I didn't start running until after I became a mom, which I think is kind of unique for some runners with how often I do it and um, how I kind of fell in love with it. But uh, I've kind of uh, just kind of show like the ebbs and flow of both the run life, mom life, work life, and how to, I don't like the word balance, but kind of how to do it all while, you know, kind of maintaining um, mental health and physical health and that time for myself. It's so awesome. It really is. I was somebody who didn't start running until after I had all four of my kids. So oh, wow. I fully understand that, that concept of, you know what, we might've started differently or later. Um, but what really sparked it for you that you were like, okay, I really got to get something going or to turn into that passion of running? Were you always a runner or was this something that's a little bit more new to you? So I was not always a runner. I, growing up, I never played sports or anything, which I think surprises some people with how active I am now, but I never played sports. I only did physical activity with the goal of losing weight. And so with that being the goal, it never stuck, obviously. So I would run thinking, oh, I, that's how I'm going to burn the most calories. And, you know, I never became a runner because that reason. So then after I had my first kid, I really wasn't, didn't have a routine or like wasn't physically active. But when I was on maternity leave with him, we would start going to the park and walking. Um, I had registered for a jogging stroller with like the anticipation of, oh, maybe I'll do it. But my husband is a runner and triathlete. So he, I was thinking, you know, he'll go out and take it. But I started taking him out um, and I thought, you know, we're walking, maybe I'll try a little bit of running. And so it kind of started from there. And um, I also was just getting really stressed out as a mom and early motherhood. And I was like, I need something that's just for me, but I need something also that like, I don't have to drive to go to a gym. I don't want to have to like 
plan ahead. I also don't want it to like be a monthly membership that if I don't use it, I'll feel like guilty about it or I might waste it. So I thought I can just walk out the door and go for a run. Um, and that was what, what it was for me. And, you know, I did have initially with my first, I did have that goal of like postpartum weight loss and that quickly changed to, oh my gosh, this feels really good. Like for me physically, emotionally, and just to like let out some steam that I had just built up from the day of just being stressed out as a mom. And so it kind of transitioned from there pretty quickly where I was, you know, not slowly, but I was building up mileage and time away. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can spend an hour away from the house doing this. And it just kind of built up and up and I just fell in love with it. And, you know, not healthfully for parts of the time, but, you know, eventually I developed this really good relationship with running with myself and with motherhood that I feel like I, I use it as a, something that adds to me and my ability to bomb. Um, so really it's been, it's evolved a lot from the beginning, kind of long story short, but it really is like what I use as my way to like recharge, um, to get that me time in, but also like there's so many mental and physical health benefits to it that I know that I'm coming back from a run, a better mom as well. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent. I mean, the, like you said, it starts small. Um, I started with a mile and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to do a mile. And then I now run, I think my longest was a uh, half marathon. So, I mean, you start and you're like, well, I mean, one more mile, it's yeah. one more, it's just a little bit further. And then you're like, okay, well now, now I'm really far away from home and I got to still get back home. <laughs> so I know. And as moms, we like spend so much of our time, like looking forward to other people's milestones and watching other people's milestones that like, we don't stop and have a milestone or a goal for ourselves. So I feel like running, it was that for me that I was like, okay, oh my gosh, I got to double digit miles. Like that is, that took me a really long time and I'm still not even there postpartum with my third baby, who's almost 20 months old. So it's like having that as a goal and milestone is something that I think all moms should have. It doesn't have to be running, but whatever it is. Um, I think that that's really important too. You're very right. Like having, having a goal and like we're saying, it doesn't have to be running granted for both of us. It has been running. Um, but just having a goal, having that milestone, you're willing to be excited for your kids and probably, you know, your spouse has those milestones and things too. So why not put something for yourself that, you can be look for looking forward to and shooting for um for your own self because it's still it's we still got to put you on the calendar you're still important you deserve to have those goals just because you added the title of mom doesn't mean that you need to put all of them on hold there's ways to do stuff and still be the best mom um now how do you feel that running has made you like I always felt like running makes me a better mom because I'm able to kind of come back as a happier and healthier person. Um, I just come back feeling better. 
So how do you feel like having started running has made you the mom you are today or even better than when you first started? Yeah. So I, oh my gosh, this is like so multifaceted and I get the question a lot. Like, how do you not feel guilty leaving and going for a run? And the reason why is because I know that I'm coming back a better mom. So just personally and like physically and emotionally, I'm getting the adrenaline. I'm getting the energy boost. I am getting the confidence from my runs. I'm getting the mental health benefits that come with running, whether that be like the endorphins or like the longer term effects that happen with cardiovascular exercise. And then also just my kids see me running. So I am a role model to them. And I think that overall, that is probably the most important thing and probably why my relationship with running and exercise and um, myself has evolved because they're watching me and I want them to see a one, a healthy relationship with exercise, but also see that um, exercise can be fun and that it doesn't have to be one certain way and that there should be celebrations with it too, like having a race and having that goal and like having them be in the cheer squad, I think is really great for them to see. So I think just not only the benefits that I get, that I come back more patient, I come back more like, like I said, recharge. It's like my battery is drained and I go for a run and I'm like, okay, I can do this continue to do this again day after day, but also just what they see and how they are now talking about um, how strong they are because, oh, I can run so far and so fast or, you know, what count they, like one thing that we do on the treadmill is it, it tracks like how many quarter miles you do like laps and they are like, how many laps are you on? I'm like 13. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you know? And so just like seeing that too, I think it makes it fun for them. So um, overall, like being a role model, I think is like by hands down, but there's just so many other benefits that I think it that you get that we should not feel guilty for taking care of ourselves and coming back a better mom or person for our kids, our spouse, whoever it is, even just for ourselves or our, our work and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I have noticed that I didn't think by me starting to run, um, my kids would even notice. I was kind of like, oh, I'm just going out. I'll go real quick or something like that. Like, and I started and now my youngest has been around all since I started kind of my own health journey is that she's been around me working out. Like I've always had her with me. I just take her with, put her in the stroller, do whatever. Like she's usually, if I'm lifting, she's there with me. Like she's just always there. And now she wants to run like mom. And so she always gets on her bike. will run with, you know, ride her bike with me because I try to put a couple extra miles in, especially if she has her bike. Um, but even then like race day comes around and she wants to be there. She wants to start running and, Again, she's four, but it's that it's like you said, putting that in that positive relationship with health and themselves so that they can have that relationship and not feel like it's only a punishment or it's only negativity. It's it's joyful. It's fun. Look what we can do. And they get excited. Like, I think it's so fun to watch them be so excited for you. Um, You know, when I ran the my big race weekend, my kids were there. 
and I got towards the end and I was done. I was like cashed. And it was just something about seeing the kids. They're jumping up and down. They're super excited for you. And you're like, okay, I can do this. I can finish this out. Not done yet. And it's just the little boost you need. But yet they're genuinely like so excited for you. Did you cry? All them? Did you cry when you saw them at the race? Oh, I sure did. Oh, yeah. I I always cry when I'm racing and thinking about the kids or see them. Like, I just think that it's just this next level of motivation and push and really puts everything in perspective and makes you really appreciate both running and motherhood with that you're like able to accomplish it all, you know? Yeah, it really is. And now did you run while you said you've been running since after your first? So you were you running while pregnant? Like I haven't even had that opportunity. I didn't start running until after I had my. So how was that a difference in for you as train, you know, somebody who trains or does like, was that a whole different dynamic then? So with my second, I, so with both my second and third, I ran until the day that they were born, um, which was, is not normal and everyone's very different. With the second, I felt great the entire time. Like did not have, did not even feel like my speed decreased that much, but also my mindset was a little bit different at the time. So I was still like running in races when I was pregnant. I think I got like second place in a local 5k when I was like eight months pregnant or something in my age group. And so, you know, that one was fine. And I had her like the day after a run, after I had run like three miles or something. And she came out fast and has been fast and energetic ever since then. Um, But I did wear a belly band and there was some adjustments with that and getting comfortable with slowing down and just the fatigue that you get, especially during the first trimester. Like I'll get messages like, how did you keep running? Like I am either so sick. I'm so tired. That first trimester just wears you out. And so I would just rest and get through it and then see what second trimester, when you start to get that energy back and see how you feel at that point, but still recognizing that like your blood volume is doubling. So you're going to be exhausted. Um, You're going to feel winded. Your balance is going to be a little bit off. You're, you have all that relaxing. So things are looser. You might, you know, trip, you might feel a little like pains and stuff that you didn't have before. And then just really listening to your body and slowing down, recognizing that like you are going into delivery and then going to be postpartum. And then you're, you're, you're like inching down and then you slowly build back up postpartum. Um, so with my third, I was doing a lot more run jog walking towards the end of it. Um, he was in a lot, a lot larger baby than our daughter, what our second was. And so, um, the weight gain was different. And so just needing, and I was also seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist with a third. So that was different too, because I was, I had an expert who was there with me, helping me with, um, both preparing for delivery, but also hoping to be able to continue to run as well. So there were some differences. I think the biggest thing was, um, you just don't know what to anticipate at all. 
you know, so you can't like go in with this plan because it's going to just, you're going to fall flat on your face when you realize that the plan is not going to go how you want it to. So you can go in with the plan. I'm going to run this entire time, but then, you know, something could happen or you just don't feel like it. And I, what was important to me was that I had alternative forms of physical activity that I also enjoy doing that I could switch to at any time if running wasn't going to be there. So, you know, I like walking. I like Pilates. I like lifting weights. I like cycling. So um, having those other options because running might not always be there. You need to have other things to do as well. So that was another kind of tip or another thing that I always had in the back of my mind, that like running might not be here this entire pregnancy. So what else can I do that I'm going to still get that time to myself, that energy boost, that physical activity that I really enjoy having. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that was, that's something to keep in mind when, you know, you're, you're as active or, you know, if you're trying to be that mom who is active and, and doing something for yourself is knowing the alternatives, knowing that there are, you know, yeah, some days you're going to feel like running and other days you're just not going to feel it. Um, so what else can you do to have that replacement, um, of time and, and energy, you know, expulsion and things like that. So I really, really do appreciate that. And what made you start documenting this? Like what made you just kind of go, okay, I'm going to bring this to social media and share it with the world of my running and mom life. Yeah. I, it was just a frequently asked question that I got from coworkers and people like, how do you find the time to be a mom, to work full time, to run? Uh, how do you do it? And I was like, I should be sharing this if I'm getting asked this multiple times a day, that maybe this is something that more people need help with or, or I can relate to. Um, so run this mom life was not necessarily going to be a running blog actually to start off with. It was more going to be like running mom life, like balancing and coordinating mom life with everything else that we have to do in life. And that just kind of evolved to more running because that was the kind of um, interest and feedback that people were asking was more like the physical health, less about like time management and that sort of thing. Um, so that's really how it started. It really started like a traditional running Instagram did back I don't know what, five years ago where people would just post every a picture after the run and what their mileage and pace was. It really started like that monthly mileage, that sort of thing. And then as kind of like reels and um, more, the content kind of shifted, it has kind of evolved into more of um, the reality of being a mother runner, a working mother runner. And, you know, I'm kind of trying new things now with like dressing and like, you know, beyond mother runner aspect, but also like, um, I don't know, affordable clothing, because I still work full time. Um, and, you know, that kind of thing, too. So it's kind of just been a fun thing. I've never taken I well, I take it seriously, but I've never like, taken it super seriously. Like I always have wanted it to be fun and not take the fun away from either my running 
um, my mom life, my work life, that sort of thing. So um, that's just kind of how it started. It's just kind of evolved and yeah, it's, it's hard most days, but it's fun most days as well. I mean, it's been, it's been fun to watch. I do have to say as an, you know, a bystander, it has been fun to watch because you just bring so much life to it. Um, you bring energy, you bring excitement, yet there is a lot of educational things, uh, you know, just in general, education on running or education on mom life. And so um, you have that really good balance between fun and energetic and mom life craziness and bringing that to reality and letting us all feel like we are not losing it yet. We're, we're not alone on the moment um, and yet still educational and informative and helpful uh, it's just been a pleasure to watch. And now correct me if I'm wrong, you just got a sponsorship deal too. Um, and tell us about that. What is your, I, don't you have your own skincare stuff? Oh yeah. So I've been working with Frey skincare. Um, and thank you for everything that you have uh, just mentioned watching. Yeah. So I work with Frey skincare. I've actually been working with them for about four years now. Um, and they're, they started kind of really targeting sweaty skincare. So people who are outside often sweating and really have taken off with cleaner, uh, beauty, uh, products. And so I've been working with them as an ambassador. And then last year, uh, had a curated, box or products with them about with my favorite products. And so that's something that I have loved working with them. I wholeheartedly recommend and use their products. And so um, that they have helped me with everything that has happened and how everything has shifted in social media. Like I don't ever use face filters. I will never use a face filter. And because their skincare products. And I also get facials with a local um, med spa hourglass. They make me feel really comfortable in my skin. And so um, I think it's been a really good mutual relationship. And um, yeah, I've been really happy working with them for the last four years. Super fun, super fun. So if you have any advice, what would you tell, you know, whether that's a first time mom or, you know, we both come from the experienced mom. I want, I don't want to ever say I'm experienced mom life. There's always something new that makes you feel really inexperienced. (laughs) Oh, but granted four kids, my oldest is 13. I feel like I've got a little bit of knowledge. So um, whether it's the first time mom or that, you know, mom of many, um, what advice would you have for them if they're ever like, okay, whether it's getting into running or health in general, or just, you know, they're feeling a little like lost and like confused on themselves. What advice do you have for them? First and foremost, do not compare your journey or your situation or your running your motherhood with anyone else's because none of our situations are the same your child care your sleep your baby your work none of them are the same so we can't compare ourselves to someone who has 
24 hour childcare or who is an elite athlete who has doctors by their side, who's saying, yeah, you can go out and run at one week postpartum. Like most of us don't have that. And so muting or unfollowing those people is your greatest gift as a person is you don't have to follow people you don't want to or who don't make you feel adequate or like you're good enough. So I think that that's first and foremost is just disconnecting from anyone who doesn't make you feel empowered or strong as a mother or a runner or athlete. Moms are athletes, so don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You know, whatever your form of physical activity or just like getting out the door is an athletic event. So I think that's really important. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. And then don't rush it. I know it's, we live in this like bounce back postpartum culture that I do think it's getting better, but it's still not getting better where people want to lose weight as quickly as possible, um, get back to running or physical activity as quickly as possible. And that is not the time to do it. I feel like I finally did it right with my third that we just melted in the couch or on the bed together for the entire 12 weeks that I was able, blessed to take off um, and privileged to take off postpartum. And that's what you should be doing. It's not the time to like try and run as fast and show that you can run as, you know, oh my gosh, I can run, you know, yes. Like beyond getting the, your postpartum checkup with your OB or midwife, if you can see a pelvic floor physical therapist, you can really like evaluate you specifically to see what needs that you may have, which may be very different than someone else's needs. Um, so mm -hmm. I think just slowing down would be another recommendation. Yeah. Like running and other forms of exercise are always going to be there. If you allow your body to heal, if you um, get there mentally and emotionally too, like sometimes going too hard, too fast or trying to lose weight postpartum, is going to impact your health as well. And that's going to make mm -hmm. everything else with motherhood and life more stressful. So just take the time, slow down and, um, and just listen to your body too. I know people say that all the time, but if anything feels off, especially when you're pregnant or postpartum, if anything feels heavy, if anything is sharp pains, anything like that, you need to listen to that because if it's not affecting you acutely in the moment is going to affect you eventually. Um, so I think that just slowing down and easing back into things would be something that I would advise that I wish that I had had with my first and even with my second. Um, and that I always recommend as well. Yeah. I, I cannot, echo that as much like anymore because that's I think one of the things that I didn't learn until baby number four was the slowdown um was the just take it in don't worry about what your waistline looks like until later don't worry about you know the this that and the other like stop worrying about the external world and just be in the moment um I don't think I I really wish I had that advice too. going from babies one through three. I would have loved that advice and 
probably needed that advice going through those first three. Um, and I think that I didn't realize it until I had baby number four, where I sat down and I was like, okay, I don't care what my waistline looks like. I don't care. I'm trying to sustain you and me. And like, I'm going to do this right. And it doesn't matter if it's the norm or what society says is what I should be doing. I was, you know, at that time I was homeschooling and dealing with, you know, being a, a new mom of four. So I was like, I'm doing everything backwards to what society tells me at this rate. So what's the difference? Um, but I think that also is is listening, educating. Um, you know, if it is finding a you know a specialist or talking to your OB, um, I did a lot of nutrition support of like how can I nutritionally feed myself and fuel myself mm-hmm. um, so that I can do this right. I think that the first three. I didn't fuel myself the right way. I wasn't paying attention postpartum to what my body really needed in that moment. I was just like, well, I can get back to normal and realizing that normal is no longer the same as it was pre baby. Like you're, you have a whole new normal Um, and accepting that, you know what, you're beautiful no matter what stage it's at. Cause I think that was also something I could have loved to hear and needed was that every stage whether it's the 20 year old version of me pre kids or the 30 year old me post four kids is that every stage is beautiful. So embracing it, loving it, um, being a part of it is just, uh, very important, very important. And, um, it's needed. It's needed. Yeah. Yeah, Being is, I think that that's so important being present postpartum as best as you can. I know it's like exhaustion is, so bad, but, um, being as present as you can. And then, um, your body also just did something incredible. So honor it, appreciate it as difficult as it can be. It just did something incredible and something that so many people wish for on a daily basis, you know? And so just being so proud and so humbled and so honored by that, I think is important. And then I also think like you and I, it sounds like we both had to live and learn a little bit. And so, you know, that's also something that I, I have to understand, like, I'm never, you can't like tell people these things and know that they're going to listen to you. Unfortunately, most of the time they have to live and learn. And sometimes it's learning the hard way or the long way. And um, so recognizing that too is like, I now understand and now know, and yes, I wish I had known then, but I also probably wouldn't have listened to this advice if I hadn't gone through it previously. So um, I think that that's really important too. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. So, um, how do people get in touch with you? How do we get a hold of like seeing you and learning more about just you and running and all the joys of life and motherhood? How do we find you? So I'm on Instagram at run this mom life. And that's really the only avenue that I use. <laughs> I'm not on uh, really any, I, I think I, I have a Facebook because I do have a 5k run club that when I'm going back into couch to 5k or easing back into building mileage, I'll go in there and post, but so Facebook, but mostly it's going to just be Instagram at run this mom life. 
I can't, I have not, I don't even have a TikTok. So like, I don't have the app. I don't watch, I, I wait for them to come onto Instagram. So I don't have a TikTok or anything like that, but I know that's pretty popular. <laughs> Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you just for giving insight and knowledge and, and continuing to make mom life a little bit more fun. Um, as another fellow mom and runner, um, the, what you put out is so true and so loved and um, appreciated. So thank you for being you and just letting others see your light. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We will talk later, guys. Make sure that you go and follow Hannah on um, on Instagram and be a part of just the moment. I promise you'll have laughs and you'll have serious, but it will be so much fun. Um, and make sure you're following along on the podcast because I promise you more is to come. So get in touch, follow along, and we will talk soon, guys.